then flicked away when he turned at the impact. He was left with the impression of soft brown eyebrows, fine skin, and raspberry lipstick. She had a heart-shaped ass. She was wearing a cream-colored silk blouse, hip-clinging slacks, and low heels that lengthened her legs and tightened her ass at the same time. She walked with that long, busy, confident stride seen on young businesswomen, full of themselves and still strangers to hard decision and failure. And honest to God, her ass was heart-shaped. Charlie felt a catch of desire in his throat. Her hips twitched sideways with each of her steps, like two bobcats fighting in a gunny sack somebody had once said, one of the other perverts at St. John's trying to be funny. But it wasn't like that at all. It was a soft move. It was the motion of the world, right there in the raspberry slacks, with the slender back tapering down to her waist, her heels clicking on the sidewalk, her shoulder-length hair swinging in a backbeat to the rhythm of her legs. Jesus God, he needed one. He'd been eight and a half years without real sex. Charlie's tongue flicked out like a lizard's as he looked after her, and he could taste the garbage on his lips, could feel, even if they weren't there at this minute, he could feel them, the flies buzzing around his head. Charlie Pope, 34, a maniac, smelling like old banana peels and spoiled coffee grounds, standing on the street in Owatonna, passing eyes like icy raindrops, looking at a girl with a heart-shaped ass in raspberry slacks, and telling himself, I gotta get me some of that. I just gotta. Chapter Two the mist came in waves, now almost a rain, now so light it was more like a fog. Across the Mississippi, the night lights of St. Paul shimmered with a brilliant glassy intensity in the rain phases and dimmed to ghosts in the fog. After two weeks of Missouri-like heat, the mist was welcome, pattering down on the broad-leafed oaks and maples, gurgling down the gutters, washing out the narrow red-brick road, stirring up odors of cut grass, damp concrete, and sidewalk worms. A rich neighborhood, generous lawns, older houses well-kept, a Mercedes here, a Land Rover there, window stickers from the universities of Minnesota and St. Thomas and even Princeton. And now the smell of car exhaust, and the murmur of portable generators. Six cop cars, a couple of vans, and a truck jammed the street. Light bars turned on four of the vehicles, the piercing red and blue LED lights cutting down toward the river and up toward the houses perched on the high bank above it. Half of the cops from the cars were standing in the street, which had been blocked at both ends. The other half were down the river bank, gathered in a spot of brilliant white light. People from the neighborhood clustered under an oak tree. They all wore raincoats, like shrouds in a Stephen King chorus, and a few had umbrellas overhead. A child asked a question in an excited, high-pitched voice and was promptly hushed, waiting for the body to come up. Lucas didn't want to get trapped, so he left his Porsche at the top of the street, pulled a rain shirt over his head, added a green baseball cap that said John Deere, owner's edition, and headed down the sidewalk toward the cop cars. 
When he stepped into the street, a young uniformed cop, hands on her hips, maybe 23 or 24, in a translucent plastic slicker, said, Hey, back on the sidewalk. Sloan called me, Lucas said. He was about to add, I'm with the BCA, when she jumped in, sharp, officious, defensive about her own inexperience, part of the new cop scripture that said you should never let a civilian get on top of you. Get on the sidewalk. I'll see if Detective Sloan wants to talk to you. Why don't I just yell down there? Lucas asked affably. Before she could answer, he bellowed, Hey, Sloan! She started to poke a finger at his face, and then Sloan yelled, Lucas, down here. Instead of shaking her finger at him, she twitched it across the road and turned away from him, hands still on her hips, shoulders square, dignity not quite preserved. A portable Honda generator had been set up on the street, black power cables snaking down the river.